Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ich warte seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressen, der Bundesliga-Podcast. Das ist der Preview-Show. I'm Manu Veth, hier Stefan Bienkowski. Stefan, how's it going? You getting ready for the Klassiker yet? I am. Um, I've just about made all my preparations. And yeah, it's it, it feels a bit like Christmas, you know, as a kid. Mm. Uh, you're trying not to get too excited too quickly. Uh, but it's 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 kind of lingering in the back. Like, well, like Christmas, you know, as a kid, you're kind of building up to it. And... I've been doing a few shows, I've been doing some writing, some podcasting, etc. And mm. it only kind of makes it all, it just kind of gets you more and more excited because you do kind of begin to, well, obviously you already knew, but it kind of gets you, makes you think like, wow, this really is a big game, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, I was did you see the video that the DFL put out? It's fantastic. Um, yeah. And I, I think this is the first first real classica in a long time you know what i mean yes. like it, it feels like really big yeah absolutely mm. it's the first time in a long time that this it the, the fixtures actually um stood up to its name you know <laughs> after mm. jürgen klopp left it left it kind of left most german football fans kind of rolling their eyes whenever people talked about their classica and people obviously yeah. kind of gone off it in a while because you know Bayern have obviously dominated so long but This feels like a real title decider, so it looks. I can't mm. wait for it. Honestly, I cannot wait. Yeah, no, absolutely. And we're going to get to it um, and all the other games after this break. This episode of the Gig Pressing Podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests. Team matchups and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games to conference championship right through the Final Four and championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use the mobile device to sign up and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code Believe, B L E A V, Believe, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So yeah, um, before we get to the Klassiker, Stefan, we have all the other games to talk about that happen on Friday and Saturday. And the um, it starts, it kicks all off on Friday with Frankfurt against Bochum. 
Um, I went for a 2-1 Frankfurt win here. But more interestingly, Frankfurt signed someone today. Uh, William Pancho from Antwerp for 9 million euros plus bonuses. Um, that's the indicator replacement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it seems to be what everyone's saying on Twitter and I'm struggling to disagree with them. But yeah, I mean, we've talked about Frankfurt a few times on the transfer show this season and how smart they are in the window, how they are trying to always get ahead of... You know, the players are hoping to move on and this looks like an obvious one. Um Indika's an interesting player because mm. I'm not quite sure he's as good as some of the buzz and the kind of the the transfer rumor hubbub would suggest. But you know, Frankfurt get a def- decent mm. price for him and they have a good replacement in hand, then fair play to them. Um but yeah, in terms of this 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 game, I've also gone for a similar two one result. I think Bochum uh, are still a really good team. You know, they proved that ahead of the international break. They were yeah. clearly trying to get their act together, drag themselves out of the relegation race. But I think the key thing here is that Frankfurt were really struggling. They really looked like on the last legs um, and they've now had a break. And I feel like a Frankfurt side who, mm-hmm. um, you know, are replenished, uh, I think um, I think they're a very different team. And I think they have more than enough to beat Bochum. So I've gone for 2-1 as well. Yeah, that was my thinking behind it too. Um, the rest will have done them wonders. Should actually be a pretty good Friday fixture um, with, of course, lots on the line on both sides. We often make fun of this Friday fixture, but this actually feels like a good one. Um, okay, let's get into the Saturday games. Um, up next is Leipzig against Mainz. And I actually sense, Stefan, Leipzig is another one of those teams that will have really enjoyed that rest, the time mm. off, right? Um, it's a little bit of noise during the international break around Danny Olmo and his contract situation. Um, nothing really new there. But, you know, and bottom line for me is still Leipzig will have enjoyed this break. And I think they're going to come out um, guns blazing and they're going to win this game 3-0. Yeah, I've gone for a 2-0 win for Leipzig and I completely agree with you. Again, like the, result, like, like the game we just talked about a moment ago, I feel like if this had been played prior to the international break, then I think it probably would be a very different circumstance. But Leipzig have probably really thanked them, thanked the gods for this kind of international break in a sense. It's probably allowed them, or perhaps Marco Rose in particular, to kind of really figure out where that kind of stumble over the last kind of three or four match days came from uh, and get to the bottom of it and kind of cut it out. And similarly, Mainz were on a really rich vein of form. Uh, and they'll probably kind of struggle to kind of pull that back, particularly away from home where they haven't been great uh, this season. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be an easy game for Leipzig, but I've gone for a 2-0 win as well. Mm. Interestingly enough, the next match, that's <laughs> another team that's probably enjoyed the international break, Stefan, um, and that's Union Berlin. They are hosting Stuttgart. I... I think Union are going to win this game, but in true Union fashion, it's going to be probably close. So I went for a 2-1 win here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not often that we start this, this show with like three out of three home wins, but I can't disagree with you, to be honest with yeah. you. Again, Union, very much like Frankfurt, uh, looked like a team that were really struggling to keep up with the kind of extended schedule of playing in Europe every week and even just mm-hmm. trying to like... Um, keep on top of the added expectation that seems to be thrust upon them of being a top four side this season but they'll definitely have thanked um, you know the coincidence that they've got extra time off so I've gone for a 3-1 win over Stuttgart who still feel like um, offer very little especially away from home so 
yeah, I've gone for a three one win in this game. Mm, yeah. So three out of three home wins. Stefan, I actually went four out of four. <laughs> Freiburg hosting Hertha. Um Freiburg, yeah. I mean, they had so they had Matthias Ginter on the international duty, but other than that, oh, Günther as well, Günther and Günther um, on international duty with Germany. But you know, still, I think that this Freiburg team sneakily good. Uh, they just do remain in that top four contention, and I just think that they at home they're going to beat Hertha. And I went for another two one here. Mm, yep. Again, I'm the exact same. This show's going to be over in like 10 minutes at this rate because it's just been, it's just one of those we. it's weird. The Bundesliga is like this. Some weeks we have like, you know, eight, you know, six or seven games where it's genuinely difficult to uh, decide them. But this one seems to be a lot of kind of home wins. Having said that, now that we've all predicted them, it's probably going to be the opposite way around. But yeah, you know, Freiburg have been really efficient uh, at picking up the points that they have to pick up uh, this season. And Hertha Berlin have not. Um, so yeah, I've gone for a 3 0 win for Freiburg. I think it's going to be quite comprehensive. Yeah. So the next result, then, I also think, I actually think it was going to be comprehensive as well. And it's another home win. <laughs> Wolfsburg against Augsburg. I went for 3 1 here. Um, Stefan, home advantage is a real statistical proven thing. Um, and I think it's just happens to be that like the teams that are on the up are playing at home this week <laughs> over the teams that are maybe struggling mm-hmm. a little bit which is why we're getting this but um yeah Wolfs- i think wolfsburg are gonna beat augsburg quite comprehensively which of course also does have implications at the bottom of the table mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've also gone for a, a quite a convincing win for for wolfsburg i think they're going to win 2-0 um not so much relying on their home mm-hmm. form but just the kind of overall form um which you know I, we've talked about Wolfsburg a lot this season in the sense that they seem to have they're like a roller coaster they have these very high highs and it goes low then high and low and they're currently in the middle of maybe like the third mm. or fourth change in form they're unbeaten in the last four games they're scoring goals um, and all of a sudden you know everything is right uh, at Wolfsburg but I think what's probably more important in this fixture is that Augsburg have just looked really dreadful away from home uh, you know, they've only picked up two wins in the last 10 away games. Yeah. They've lost their last five games in total, um, conceding 26, ga- 26 goals in those uh, 10 games. So, yeah, I think I think Augsburg have enough about them to stay up this season. I think they've kind of shown that for the most part this season, uh, but they mm. have not been doing it away from home at all. Um and yeah, like you said, they've they've been yeah. relying on their home form as much as some other teams we have been talked about already in this show. So yeah, I've gone for a two 0 win for Augsburg. Mm, there we go. All right, so up next, um, this is the first result I struggled a little bit with Stefan, and that was Schalke against Leverkusen. All right, so I went for a three one Leverkusen win. That's my head. Mm. All right, thinking here. Unfortunately, you have to also remember that Leverkusen beat Bayern Munich before the international break. And we all know <laughs> what happens to teams that beat Bayern Munich in the next fixture. So take this with a grain of salt. Rationally speaking, with the squad that Leverkusen have, they should comprehensively beat Schalke. But there is the curse, and the curse is real. We've seen it over and over again. So I went with a 3-1 Leverkusen win here. 
That's the first result that I pick is the away team winning. But yeah, take that with a grain of salt because <laughs> you just never know <laughs> how it's gonna go. Uh, what's your thought here? <laughs> yeah, I've kind of gone. I've kind of indulged the bizarre nature of this bizarre phenomenon in the Bundesliga, which is that any mid-table team that do get a result against Bayern always seem to just kind of completely collapse. Um, maybe the international mm. break will save Leverkusen in that regard, uh, but. I've gone for a 2-2 draw in this game just because I think we've got two teams who are both playing really well, really confident right now. Um, and I don't know, I, I, like you said, everything points to Leverkusen winning this game, but for some reason I just feel like it's going to be a point apiece. So yeah, I've gone for 2-2. Mm, all right, so that brings us to the big one, the Classica. We are actually allowed to call it that this time around. Um, I know the Klassiker usually refers to Bayern against Gladbach um, because that's the historic Klassiker, but it also acts like a Klassiker because Gladbach actually like to beat Bayern and they do it on a pretty regular basis. But this is a big game. Um, it's a really, really big game. And it is one that Bayern Munich need to win. Stefan, you are going to be in Munich. You're staying actually with my family. And um, you're going to take this game in. I am super jealous. I'll be watching from TV this time around. But take it away. What's your thoughts here? Uh, before I give my prediction, I'm just curious what your thoughts are here. Because I know we both kind of struggled um, with maybe coming up a prediction in the, the big prediction show that we just did on the Classica yesterday. Mm. Yeah, having spent quite a lot of time kind of diving into kind of Dortmund's formation or tactics, and the performances this season, I'm still kind of <laughs> none the wiser as to how this game's going to go. It really is. It feels like a cup final between two of the best teams in the country um, and a game that either one of them could really win at any point this uh, on Saturday. And it's it's so difficult. I mean, mm. as a neutral, um, it would, I think it would be great, obviously, to see Bayern win it. Uh, sorry, for Dortmund to win it. Uh, and, you know, to go on and win the title because it'd be a, a, a completely different um it, it just it just really injects some life into the league. Uh I know I'm gonna have Bayern fans complaining on Twitter to me after saying, Yeah, we knew you were anti Bayern and to be perfectly honest with you, if you think me saying the league needs a new challenger after ten consecutive league titles, if you think that's me being um biased against your club then so be it because I just think it's pretty much common sense for everyone else who, who follows the league um, mm. I, I don't know I just I, I feel like um, as we talked about on the kind of bonus show uh, I do kind of expect Dortmund to or I kind of hope that Dortmund will kind of take the game to Bayern they'll kind of rely on their attacking talent um, rather than sit deep and try and soak it up because it's some that's, that's something that we saw on both legs against Chelsea which I just didn't really think worked very well um, I know Dortmund can play as a counter-attacking team, but I also think they're probably better when they're on the ball, when they're trying to get the ball to Haller's feet, when Julian Brandt has a kind of time and space to kind of weave in between the lines. And I think Dortmund kind of parking the bus on 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 their goal mouth doesn't really play to their strengths. So I'm kind of thinking Eden Terzic will probably do that. I think he'll probably try and win the game. Um, but I do also kind of think that... Mm. It just kind of feels like in these moments that Bayern have an extra gear. And I do still kind of think that they maybe have, in particularly in Thomas Muller, um, you know, 
key individuals there who know how to kind of just make sure these games get they get they get over the line and that's why i've actually gone for a 3-2 win for Bayern munich in this game uh obviously my heart would say it'd be great if Dortmund were to win it but mm. my head says that despite all these kind of moments of glory and these false dawns that we have seen from Dortmund over the last kind of 10 years when it comes to picking up points at the Allianz Arena, they just simply don't do it. And actually, the last time they've won at the Allianz Arena in the Bundesliga, Jurgen Klopp was in charge. So that just goes to show, you know, how much time has passed since they have done it. Um, I was at the game last season when Dortmund came to the Allianz Arena, and it was a really pitiful performance. It was half fit, Erling Haaland up front, the league title was already mm. wrapped up, uh, and Dortmund just could not wait to get out of there as quickly as they could once the full-time whistle went. And I know that's not going to be the case this Saturday because I know they're going to be up for it. But I just think it's going to be a real great barn buster of a game. And I just feel like Dor- I feel like Bayern are going to edge it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I concur with everything that you say. I just think that the upheaval at Bayern Munich, with everything that has been going on, and looking back at Thomas Tuchel and the way he performs in his first match in charge, I think there is a real chance that Dortmund will get something out of this game. I'm going to be a huge letdown here, Stefan, and I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw, which of course concludes nothing. <laughs> it means that we're essentially going to walk out of the Allianz Arena knowing nothing about how the rest of the season is going to continue, which I think is actually probably a good thing. But um, yeah, I just, I just think with everything that has happened um, over the last, well, has it been a week? Yeah, it's been exactly a week um, at Bayern Munich. And then, of course, the international break. I think that Bayern players will be extremely motivated for this one. But I also think that Dortmund is going to cherish the situation and say... We can go in. It's a bit of an unknown for us. Um, expectations are probably not very high. And um, yeah, we can we can really take it to them. And I think it's going to be super tight. It's going to feel like a cup final throughout. Um, and usually cup finals end in a draw and have to get decided later on, right? Which that's luxury we won't mm-hmm. have here. So it does feel like a 1-1 draw. I hope it's not because I want you to see lots of goals. <laughs> I think um, I think it's really telling that both of us can't really pull ourselves to say Dortmund are going to win this game. Maybe not, you know, we're not not because mm-hmm. of any kind of prejudice or anything, but I think it's A, maybe because, you know, we've obviously been following German football enough that we know that, that usually Bayern win, but I do wonder if it is this kind of like collective PTSD or something that we just kind of, you know, as German football fans, it's always kind of like, well, it's it's nice Whoa. to get excited, uh, you know, in November or January when, you know, there are teams challenging, yeah. uh, in inverted commas, but 
we all know at the end of the day Bayern are the ones who out, out, outpace everyone to the title. I wonder mm. if that's kind of been condensed into the kind of pre-match build-up for this game that even though both of us have said we'd like to see Dortmund win, neither of us kind of have the stomach or the or the courage to kind of put our emotions on the line and say, yes, I think Dortmund are going to win it. But, <laughs> you know, this show isn't here to kind of... Um, it's not here to kind of talk about what we want to happen. We're here to say what we think will happen. So, um, you know, that's that, hopefully yeah. the listeners appreciate that. Here's here's a here's a point that I want to make. The real thing that I'm struggling with is the fact that Thomas Tuchel is now in charge, mm. right? If and this is no no disrespect to Julian Nagelsmann and his work. I think he's a tremendous coach. Um, and I think, I still think that this firing is very odd. And if you want to hear all my thoughts on it, there's, I think, three podcasts out there now <laughs> that <laughs> describe my feelings. But if Bayern had gone in with Julian Nagelsmann into his fixture, I would have said Dortmund will, will win. 100%. Mm. For me, the big problem I have now, I just I just don't know, right? And it it feels like you just know that the Bayern players are going to have a huge reaction game, like they often do. But that could lead to them winning, or it could be something like, remember when under Niko Kovac, they were in a similar kind of situation and they got a 1-1 draw in Liverpool and they were like celebrated for it and then they would still lose the return, right? Um, it kind of feels like that kind of situation. So there is there is a good chance here that Dortmund will, you know, the Bayern players will do their typical Bavarian bolstering reaction and it will actually lead to misery. Um, but we just don't know. This Thomas Tuchel hiring is, change, is added, changing so many things. Maybe. Mm. It might also mean nothing. Um, and that is where I really struggled with. No, I, can, I completely agree. And I think, I mean, this kind of goes away from the idea <clears throat> of the game itself, but... The thing that I'll be really intrigued to see from Bayern is not so much if they can win the game, but the kind of performances that we get to see from those players who have been kind of underperforming under Nagelsmann. You know, the likes of whether Kimmich and Goretzka can really dominate what should be a pretty combative midfield of Bellingham, Emery Chan, and, you know, potentially Guerrero in there as well. You know, so that's a really interesting dynamic matchup. Uh, you know, the guys like Serge Gnabry, Leroy Sané as well. Um, it'd be interesting to see if all these kind of senior players who, you know, whether you think Nagelsmann deserved to get sacked or not, to, to one degree or not, to another, they kind of let him down this season because none of them have kind of looked their best. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if Tuchel can quickly turn that around. And if he can, then, you know, yeah. Bayern are obviously off to the races and, you know, all of a sudden favourites to win the Bundesliga again, the Champions League again. But if it's the same kind of tepid performance that we have seen and they still manage to scrape a draw or even scrape a win, I do wonder, that would kind of lead me to think, well, yeah, Bayern are back on top, but there's nothing there that makes me think uh, Tuchel's made a big difference and that they can go on the rest of the season without dropping points. Now, obviously one game doesn't really count for much, but that's what I'm more interested in seeing. I'm more interested mm. to see if we see a big performance from Bayern rather than just a big, a big result. Yeah, super intriguing. Um, keep your eyes peeled. Stefan will be there. Um, and yeah, I, I think the entire world will be watching. It will be on ABC in the US, um, which is, of course, a huge platform, right? 
And so we all hope there's going to be a massive performance and good advertisement for the Bundesliga. So, yeah, let's wait and see. That brings us to the uh, Sunday fixture, Stefan. Um, and there is a derby actually taking place, which I think on every other normal match day is going to grab most of the headlines. And that's Köln against Gladbach. That's a huge market in Germany, right? Um, a game with a lot of history, uh, the Rhein derby, the original Rhein derby between two sides that in the 60s and 70s were quite good. Um, Köln in a lot of trouble, though. They are facing a transfer ban for, what is it, two windows full year because they signed an underage, or enticed an underage player from Olympia Ljubljana um, to join the club. And um, this is now, of course, going to the CAS. Um, there's going to be appeals and everything. But yeah, it's looking difficult in, in Cologne. And this is actually my match of, of the week. Uh, <laughs> So if you still have interest in watching Bundesliga football on Sunday, that's the one you should be picking. Um, and I actually think with everything that has been going on in Cologne and Gladbach, of course, also being in the news, especially in the United States right now, because they're interested in American striker. We covered that as well this week. Um, so so listen back to that. But I think Gladbach are going to win this, Stefan. And I think they're going to win it 2-0. So <laughs> the re- there's obviously the main reason that I picked the Klasker as my... Um you know, match the week because I'm obviously going to the game. Mm. But even if I wasn't, I still wouldn't have picked this game because I actually think this is going to be an absolute stinker. Um, I think I think Cologne and Gladbach have been pretty terrible recently. Uh, I think they're both struggling for goals. And I've actually gone for a nil-nil draw in this game. Um, and there's a very good chance I'll probably still be in over the North Sea somewhere on a plane when this game takes place. And... I'm not entirely sure I'm going to be upset about missing it, to be perfectly honest with you. Obviously, that means it's now going to be like 7-6 or something, but um, that's mm. just where I stand on it. So, yeah, I've gone for a 0-0 draw. Ah, oh, there you go. Um, we're for the folklore alone, then, according to Stefan Bienkowski. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know we have a lot of Köln supporters listening to this podcast in the United States. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be so careful nowadays what you say. I learned that the hard way this week. Anyways, Werder against Hoffenheim is the final fixture here. Um, and I, this was another one where I a little struggled. I can't look beyond the fact that Niklas Füllkrug has gone from strength to strength, had another fantastic international break for Germany. Um, he got a new market value this this week, and I think that it's too low, Stefan. I don't want to criticize the colleagues, um, but... I th- I feel like if he does leave Werder Bremen, it will probably be for twenty million plus, because he just strikes me as a forward that's typical for the Premier League, and someone in the Premier League will be paying a lot of money for him. Um, having said all that, I think he's going to score a goal, but it's not going to be enough because Hoffenheim is probably going to score one too, and so this is going to end in a one-one draw, which p- pretty much doesn't help anyone. Yeah, so I've I I feel like this is actually a really important game for Werder Bremen. They've been really slipping down the league table recently. Um, yeah. haven't looked great at all, uh, even especially at home. And to me, it feels like something of a must-win match, to be perfectly honest with you. you know, Hoffenheim have been picking up points here and there, uh, but I've, I feel like this is a match that Werder Bremen have to win, so I think they probably will win it. Um, like you said, they've got an on-form striker, they know how to score goals, um, and at the end of the day, I think they'll probably edge it 2-1. So yeah, I think they'll probably finish the weekend with a really important three points and Hoffenheim will continue to struggle. 
if they win this, they will be on 34 points, um, which would get them clear, according to our projections, of course, that would give them a 13-point gap mm. to the relegation spots. I mean, surely, mm. right? <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> you would think so. Um, but yeah, you would think so. Um, there's been occasions in the Bundesliga, Bremen themselves and Frankfurt come to mind, who have managed to actually throw away leads like that and still get relegated. Um, I don't really think so, because as we've mentioned, Werder have a have a very good player in Niklas Völkrug, and having a player that guarantees you goals is a big thing. Um, so I think they'll be just fine, even if they just draw this game, or if, if they win it, then obviously I think that's probably enough for them. Because you somehow will scrap together your two to three points that you need to be safe, safe. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Stefan, um, that's it. That's all the games. We've actually done it in under 30 minutes. Um, as always, the show is brought to you by Bet Online. I, I wish you fun travels to Munich, to the greatest city in Germany. Here I said it. Um, <laughs> the capital of Bavaria. Home of Brezen uh, and great food and uh, the best beer in the world. Uh, I wish you so much fun. Um, say hi to my family. Um, yeah, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Only to say it's home to some great food because there's so many tremendous Japanese restaurants there. But <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Oh, no, Italians, don't ignore the Italians. Like, as I said, I learned it hard way this week. If you make fun of any group, you you will have to pay the price. So like, you have to be inclusive for oh, everyone. Yeah. Can, 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 can <laughs> be a good Italian. But yeah, looking forward to it. And yeah, we'll speak to everyone next week. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we'll be back with the, the recap of the Classica, um, the regular schedule, of course. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then, auf Wiedersehen. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.